SAFM 104-107 Nationwide Leading the conversation Hashtag SAFM Headspace It is a Wednesday and it is I am an African and so we take a look at what's happening in one of our African fellow African states. It's very important that we know what's happening in and around Africa, not just South Africa. And so this is the headline that caught our attention. Half a million face hunger in drought-stricken Lesotho. In Maseru Lesotho, an estimated 500,000 people are threatened with hunger in Lesotho, a quarter of the mountain kingdom's population, according to the United Nations, which is appealing to the international community for help. Listen to that, to the international community. And yet here we are all around Lesotho. wonder why they're asking us. Is it because we're heartless, maybe? Well, the story continues to read. The European Union on Monday announced aid with 24 million rand, but much more is needed. An estimated 1.1 billion rand is needed to get adequate food to the country, according to an appeal launched last year by the Lesotho government when it declared the shortage of food an emergency. Joining us now on the line is UN Resident Coordinator in Lesotho. Salvatore Nyonzima. I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. Salvatore Nyonzima, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you for having me. First, let's verify. Are these numbers accurate? 500,000 people risk hunger or are estimated to be threatened with hunger in Lesotho? Is this true? It is unfortunately true. Um, you might want to uh, have a little more time to go into the details of how these numbers are arrived at, but uh, these are estimates that were made uh, last year, and they were made uh, by a committee that is a multi-sectoral, multidisciplinary committee, the Lesotho Vulnerability Assessment Committee. And um, this is a committee that went across the country looking at households and uh, using quite pointed methods of, uh, of estimating. So uh, this is a working estimate, and we hold this to be uh, true, but as an estimate, the reality could be slightly lower or slightly higher. Okay. I'm asking this because mm. I was curious also at how uh, this number was arrived at. It is very good that you say we should, so we should. Uh, how did we arrive at these numbers? How did we establish this? Is, is there a scientific way you can outline, help us understand how this number was arrived at? Yes, uh, I can try. Um, I think we would need a little more time to go into the finer details, but uh, uh, let me just uh, give you an overview um, first of all, uh, there is um, an integrated food security uh, phase classification, which is also called IPC, and that is uh, 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 an international uh, methodology to look at food security and to quantify food security in a country. And so um, that has um, a very precise methodology and very precise um, approaches to estimating. Um, you know that uh, um, in these types of statistics, you don't, you can't count each and every citizen, even if it was for a small country like Lesotho with two or two million or roundabout uh, people. 
you have to make samples, but the samples then have to be looking at um, uh, the, the vulnerability of the people uh, or the situation of people on, in, on, on food security. So uh, the, the, um, the, the estimates are made uh, on the basis of um, um, a survey that is conducted across the whole country, the entire country. And then the survey will um, place different, different households and families and communities uh, on the IPC scale, um, the Integrated um, Food Security Phase Classification. And uh, there are five levels to that scale. Uh, number one would be generally good. Number two would be moderately food insecure. And uh, number three would be uh, crisis, that is acute food, uh, food and uh, livelihood crisis. Number four would be a humanitarian emergency. And the last one, number five, IPC5, would be famine or a humanitarian catastrophe. So um, the uh, surveyors then um, <clears throat> go through communities and households and uh, uh, have a number of questions to ask and a number of uh, um, uh, or some numbers, ratings to, to make. And then they compute that, they bring it all together, and that's how they come up with uh, um, uh, these numbers on the basis of estimates. But those estimates are based on a real-life survey within households and communities. I asked so this that's question. That's how we, we came up with these numbers. Fair enough, no problem. I'm, I'm asking this question mm. because The Guardian seems to be giving very interesting numbers here. It says, and this is according mm-hmm. to UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, which is, uh, it said this in December through the mouth of Jens Lierke. I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. It says at least 71,000 people in rural areas are one step away from famine. That's Jens Lierke, spokesperson for the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. What does that mean? Because this number of 500,000 is starkly different and distinct. Quite frankly, these numbers are very odd. 500,000 and 71,000? Yes. Um, I, I think you need to understand that uh, this is actually a breakdown of those 500,000. Um, let me break it down for you okay. um, for a minute. Um, uh, the, the actual number, uh, to be precise, is uh, 508,125. Uh, that is the number we were using. And out of those, um, there were 433,000 um, in the rural areas and uh, about 74,000 uh, in urban areas. But uh, there is a further breakdown uh, that is following uh, then the IPC that I mentioned. And so um, uh, about uh, 348,000 were in IPC3, that is uh, the crisis I indicated, and uh, there were um, 71,000 in IPC4. So that is what OCHA is saying, one step away from famine, because IPC4 is humanitarian emergency. So out of the 500,000, 508,000 that we estimated that were food insecure, there are degrees, there are varying degrees. Some are worse off than others. And the worst would would be then the 71,000 that you quoted uh, from OCHA.
because that is the number of people who were actually just one step away from famine. Here's another number I found I rather interesting. Yeah, here's another number that I found rather interesting, which should lessen that 500,000. That's 200,000. And this is what Nabondlo, uh, the uh, World Food Program's emergency coordinator for Lesotho, said that even when there is no drought, the agency provides assistance to at least 200,000 people annually in the country. Surely that should yes. cut that number, well, 200,000 minus from the 500,000, 300,000. Surely that number of 500,000, if we're looking at what is already being provided by the WFP, is exaggerated. No, it is not exaggerated. I think that this speaks to uh, the acute and the chronic nature of the situation. So uh, what that 200,000 you quoted, uh, I didn't get the final details, but I know that number, um, it speaks to the chronic uh, situation. That is, year in, year out, there is about 2,000 Basutu who are food insecure, drought or no drought. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let, let's, let's clarify that. Naponto, WFP's emergency coordinator for the Sudu, says at least 200,000 people are fed by the WFP annually in the country. These are the people that are fed, given food by the WFP annually. Yes, and that is, that is what I'm saying, because what I'm saying is that uh, uh, year in, year out, uh, drought or no drought, the, there is a certain portion of the Basutu population that is food insecure, and therefore that receives uh, support from WFP. So uh, that, that is the 200,000. Now, we're talking about 500,000, and we are talking about an acute situation, an, an acute food security situation. That means that uh, uh, the, le- the level has gone beyond what we are used to and what we look at as a chronic situation in the country. So those are not contradictory. They are complementary. Okay, if you say so. The lines are open 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. We're taking your text messages and your WhatsApp text on 0614 or the short message service is also available to you at 150 per pop. It reads, oh, oh, the 41391. 41391, that's our number for the short message service. We are in conversation with you and resident coordinator in Lesotho, Salvatore Nianzima, talking to us and breaking it down for us, helping us understand what exactly is going on there. So, uh, it is said that we need, what, 24 million rand, uh, or even just one, not actually, just 1.1 billion rand is needed to get adequate food. What does that mean? What does adequate food mean? 1.1 billion rand is for what? Okay, um, uh, 1.1 1, 1. billion rand means uh, the estimates um, that were made by, by, were done by government to address uh, the food insecurity issue um, generated by, by the drought. I think I need to, 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 to step back a little bit and give you uh, the background. One, is uh, there have been consecutive droughts 
um, in Lesotho and in the sub-region, in the southern African region. And uh, as a matter of fact, what happened to Lesotho last year and in the beginning of this year is also happening to other countries in the sub-region. Uh, and you know the big one that hit uh, the region in 2015-2016. So 2015-2016 uh, and then 2018-2019 and now 2019-2020. So uh, this sequence of droughts um, has has uh, badly affected the uh, the food security uh, in in countries, including uh, Lesotho. So that is uh, one. Then two. Last year, based on um, the estimates that were made by the Lesotho Vulnerability Assessment Committee, which is uh, a multisexual and multidisciplinary committee, as I mentioned to you in the beginning of this conversation, um, based on that, uh, the country uh, um, declared an emergency on grounds of drought. And the country, the government, and other partners developed a response plan because they realized that uh, given those numbers and looking at the reality on the ground, that indeed the Basutu people were, were suffering. I understand. And uh, so to address, to address those needs, um, then they uh, made an estimate, and they estimated that uh, 1.1 billion rand would be needed to address um, uh, the immediate needs uh, of the uh, of the people. Now, those needs, of course, are um, they start they hinge upon food and food security. But uh, there's food security and food provision on the one hand, but uh, also, there's also agriculture because if you have a population that uh, is not looking forward to a harvest in two or three months, you also want to make sure that uh, you, you put in place programs that would help them stand on their two feet um, two or three months down the road. For example, in the case of Lesotho, um, we are looking at uh, uh, supporting the population to do winter cropping, that is uh, planting um, uh, food or crops that would, uh, would be able to withstand uh, and produce within the winter season. So there is agriculture. And then there are also other um, other aspects. There is uh, water. Um, for example, um, last year, in the beginning of this year, the level of water in the main dams in the country were very, very low. Uh, to give you um, uh, an example, if you're familiar with the country, the Kate Dam, which is a pretty big one, uh, in November was at 13% of its, its capacity. So it was 13% full, um, and in September, I think it was 16%. So the water levels were going down very quickly. And that means that um, for livestock, this is a problem, and uh, for availability of water, it's a problem. So water, hygiene, and sanitation then becomes also another another element. Then there are things, that, that, uh, are issues around health and nutrition, there are issues around protection. So there are several aspects that uh, um, are covered by these needs. So that's why um, the 1.1 billion, it sounds a lot of money, but it, it's, uh, uh, it's an estimate to cover several sectors um, because they go they go hand in hand, they go together. And uh, the, the consequences of a drought are a cascade uh, or a domino uh, type of, of situation that uh, has uh, uh, impact in several sectors. So that is an estimate that the government used to uh, make an appeal, an international appeal in October 
asking friends and partners of the country to support in the response um, um, against the, uh, the impact of the drought. I'm, I'm, I'm very worried about what I'm hearing here and um, having cited your flash uh, what, what did you call your, your 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 report again? We call it a flash appeal. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Nice alliteration there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm somewhat worried. Is it possible that perhaps this appeal is neglecting what government is supposed to be doing? It is effectively suggesting that perhaps the international community should take over what government of Lesotho is supposed to be doing. That's a great question, uh, and the answer is no. Uh, no, because government is ultimately responsible for the well-being and the development of the population. And uh, indeed, government is leading this. Uh, the estimates were, were, were done under the authority and the leadership of the, the DMA, the Disaster Management Authority, and that is uh, uh, an entity in the office of the Prime Minister who is responsible for disaster and risk preparedness and response and uh, so that is a technical arm of government to respond to disasters whatever the nature so um, that that is one and then two uh, these estimates were made uh, based on the needs and based on the based on uh, information uh, available but that does not mean that international community is, um, is taking over what government is supposed to do and as a matter of fact, government itself uh, um, pledged 166 million rand or million maluti uh, to use the Lesotho um, uh, currency um, to, to, to as, as government's own contribution from its own budget. And therefore, the gap then is um, the, the, the gap that was put to partners and friends of the country. Uh, to help us uh, respond to uh, the situation. So the message is um, the government felt that they do not have enough resources to address the, the issue. We've just lost that line there to our guest. We're going to try and reconnect with him. He's still spelling out the situation that should worry you as a South African. And I say South African because uh, you need to forget that we are South, but we are African. We may be south, west, or east, but we still are African. When our African brothers are suffering like this, we need to stand up and be counted. In Maseru alone, 92,000 people are estimated to be in dire need of your assistance. Yours, not just the government of the republic. Yours as an individual. When your brothers and sisters cross over to Maseru or to Sutu, uh, you do find... In Masar, 92,000 people are in a situation there. Mafi Ding, 62,000. Just reading the numbers from your report here in Liribe, 51,000 people. Honestly, these numbers ought to shock you to the bone to hear that we have people right across our border who are starving while we throw food away. Totally understand there's an argument that people have been mounting that why would we go ahead and take care of people in Zimbabwe, in Mozambique, in Lesotho, and yet we have our own starving here in South Africa. Are you taking care of those who are starving here in South Africa? This lame argument that, but we have our own who are starving here in South Africa. I would understand if you were saying that because you are giving so that people don't starve in South Africa, but you're not giving anyway. 
Africans in South Africa, Africans in Maseru Lesotho, Africans in Zimbabwe or Mozambique are all Africans and we have a responsibility to our African brothers and sisters and that's why we're having this feature, to look after one another wherever we are, South Africa or not. Do we have our guests back on the line? All right, uh, Mr. Nyonzima, uh, forgive me, we really are running out of time. I do wish that now we understand. So when South Africans, because right now I'd like us to target South Africans, not necessarily the government, because government-to-government relations are there. I'm sure they're doing something to talk to one another. As ordinary South Africans, what exactly are we expected to do? I think what uh, is expected is expected from the South Africans is also expected from the wider community. And uh, uh, I was talking about the uh, government appeal, and the government appealed to friends and partners of Lesotho. And uh, I speak on behalf of the UN, uh, the United Nations, and uh, Lesotho is a member state. And um, uh, every country, when they have a problem, when they have um, issues, they do... Um, uh, call for help. So um, we have started to receive uh, support. First of all, the government itself brought uh, resources. Uh, the United Nations brought resources um, in two installments. Uh, the UN paid about uh, 8.6 million US dollars. Uh, and uh, two days ago, we welcomed um, 24 million rand. I'm navigating from one currency to the other. Um, from the European Union, and we do appreciate those contributions. And so this is only, it is only starting, and um, it is only the beginning of the response. It is also the beginning of the pledges. And so we are hoping that uh, South Africa and others um, will respond and also support and uh, respond to the call uh, that, that came from uh, Lesotho. So we have not yet, uh, we are not yet at a stage where we are, we are counting uh, who came in and who didn't, but uh, we are starting, so we are still hopeful. I want to read a text that is coming from Lesotho, and this person is uh, Dineo in Lesotho Maseru. Uh, Dineo writes, Nay, in Lesotho, with such a small population, we are forever asking for handouts, and government doesn't have any economic strategy. The poor are poorer, rich, richer. I'm Dineo in Lesotho Maseru. Honestly, it's for the first time we're hearing this report. Is there a reason why? A reason why? Um, there are many reasons. Um, the, 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 the ones that I could maybe mention in connection with this conversation are, are, are a few. Number one, uh, there is climate change. And uh, climate change means that uh, uh, countries and communities have to, um, uh, to, 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 to get new strategies to adapt and to produce despite, to produce, to produce food in particular despite uh, uh, climate change. So, and climate change is not some, something that one, uh, one government uh, can tackle, but it's something that one government can adapt to. Um, so that is one. Then two, um, the, 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 there's also the, 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 the fact that uh, um, the, in Lesotho, for example, um, the productivity, the agricultural productivity, has been going down for a variety of reasons, uh, erosion and uh, 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 drought, you know, uh, drought spells and, and heat spells and 
erratic weather, etc., etc. So those are circumstantial uh, situations that, that uh, um, do uh, exacerbate um, uh, climate change. And um, so when when people are, are frustrated that they have to be calling uh, calling for help year in and year out, they are speaking to the developmental side of things. And uh, that is, instead of having a chronic situation, one would need to address that chronic situation by putting in place uh, strategies and measures to make sure that uh, um, what, what can be done, what can be controlled, is indeed uh, controlled. So um, in the case of Lesotho, for example, um, I think one would, would look at maybe uh, smart agriculture that takes place, that, that takes uh, care of the environment, uh, agriculture that also uh, takes care of, of the soil, and making sure that uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the water, um, when it is raining and when uh, the city is green like now, like the water is not washing away arable soil because that is where food is produced. So these are all things that have to be addressed uh, from a developmental point of view, not from an emergency point of view. All right. So to finish, I'd like to say that uh, uh, um, a variety of partners are supporting this to, to do just that. However, when we have a situation at hand like the one we have, we have a number of people who are food insecure. Unfortunately, we have to address it first and then divide longer-term um, strategy to get out of there. Yeah. All right. I want to part ways with you by reading you a text and you just go mull over it. This text is also on WhatsApp from a person who who's supposed to be in Lesotho. Good evening, Branai. I'm Gabelo in Lesotho. You know when you call a service provider in South Africa and they're hearing that you're from Lesotho, immediately the attitude of the person helping you changes. They just feel irritated. Maybe that's why authorities felt they didn't want to bother South African government to assist. South Africans think all Basutu are wearing blankets and all have horses. Hunger, famine in Lesotho is caused by petty, cheap politics. Mull over that and perhaps you might want to reconsider some parts of your responses because people in Lesotho think it's caused by politics, not necessarily by climate change. But I suppose that's just an opinion from a text message writer, Salvatore Niozema. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me.